Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. It's five days till Christmas, and I know we've been talking about stress management this month, but I really hope these tools and techniques have helped prepare you in every way, heart, mind, body, soul, spirit, for the coming Christmas day, the time where we remember and celebrate the truth that God came in lowly human form as an infant to be with us, to bring peace and joy to our hearts, to teach us who he really is and what it means to follow him, and then to die for us, to save us from our sin, ourselves, and to give us eternal life. I hope this episode too helps you take a sacred pause to be present in your life with your loved ones and with Jesus. So to end this series and wrap up the year, I have three more stress management tools for you, and these are geared toward practicing presence. In fact, some of them could be called spiritual disciplines more than tools. But the first is gratitude. We've talked about it before. Gratitude helps us be present to the everyday moments of our lives. It helps us pause to be thankful, to see whatever moment we're in as a gift. And I'm telling you, it can really help change and shift your perspective in ways that are so needed, especially right now. You know, this is very personal to me, but back in 2015, I'd started a gratitude practice the month before my ectopic pregnancy loss. And I have very vivid memories from my three days in the hospital because of, I believe, the habit of gratitude that I had cultivated that November, which carried with me into the hospital room. And I don't say that to sugarcoat the experience. Those were some of the hardest, darkest days of my life. And yet, at the very same time, I had this deep sense of God's presence with me and his gifts to me, despite my loss and grief like the custodian who came in to clean my room each day and hummed and sung gospel songs as he did, or the residents who woke me up one morning as they were ooing and aahing over the sunrise that you could see beautifully from my room window. So again, from personal experience, practicing gratitude can make a difference. Now, I know some people like to write down three gratitudes each morning to set up their perspectives for the day. But for me, especially in this season, and it changes from season to season, what I like doing best is taking those sacred pauses like we talked about in episode 125 and being mindful and grateful for things like the snow, the birds, or something else in God's creation, or really pausing to appreciate the people who are working hard during the season to deliver packages, to stock shelves, or to bring food out to me curbside. So what about you? What in the last few minutes can you think of that you're grateful for? And then also be on the lookout for opportunities to practice presence and gratitude throughout your day. Maybe it's attuning to your spouse or kids and remembering how thankful you are to have them in your life and to not be doing life alone, especially this year even if they are frustrating or were just a minute ago. You know, going along with practicing presence and being grateful, Luke 10, 38 through 42 says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered, 
Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I don't think any of us ever regret choosing to be present, choosing to see what's right in front of us and being grateful for the moment like Mary. What we do regret, however, is missing opportunities to learn and rest and connect like Martha. And not only do we regret those moments, but we also have a tendency to become bitter about them and self-focused, whereas being grateful and present helps us become more generous and open and joyful. The choice is always there, and it's always ours to make. The second tool for practicing presence is called grounding. Grounding helps us to be present in the room, okay? Especially when we find ourselves overanalyzing or feeling self-conscious or anxious or angry, like Martha. You know when your thoughts race or you feel overwhelmed and your body starts to react in the form of nerves or anxiety? Well, grounding is really a great tool for helping with anxiety or panic because it helps us come back down into the present moment or into the room. In a grounding technique, we use our five senses to shift our attention and get back into our bodies, rather than remaining in a dissociated state where our minds have taken off and left our bodies behind, if that makes sense. It's like we get ahead of ourselves and that causes us to become anxious, but grounding is a strategy that can help us snap out of it, if you will. And again, if you struggle with anxiety to any degree, this is a strategy worth learning to use effectively. So pause this episode if you need to and press play when you're ready to try this with me. And as a disclaimer, if you struggle with racing or ruminating thoughts, don't worry about this first part. Just jump into the prompt when I get to using your senses. But for the rest of you, to get you into a state of mind where you can practice the shift that grounding brings, I want you to begin to think about something that's been worrying you or has been on your mind lately. The thing about which you've been saying to yourself things like, well, if this happens, then what? Or what if this doesn't happen? Okay, do you have your thing? Now I'm going to give you some instructions counting down from five. Number five. I want you to name out loud five things you see, like fridge, cabinets, sink, tile, mat. Ready? Go. Number four. Name out loud four things you hear, like cars, sound machine, space heater, clock. Number three. Name out loud three things you can physically feel or touch, like jeans, chair, blanket. You with me so far? Number two, name out loud two things you smell, like heater, cinnamon. And number one, name out loud one thing you taste, like saliva. (laughs) I know. I know, but you know what? I bet you're no longer thinking about what you started out thinking about. Am I right? Now, don't go back there. Don't go back into that headspace. I just wanted to make that point. That using this grounding exercise helps you distract your mind long enough to refocus your attention on other things using your five senses. And as you use those senses, it helps you to get back into your body, back into the room, and focused on whatever it is at present that needs your attention. 
rather than the ongoing abstract ruminations of your mind. Make sense? One more time, if you struggle with anxiety, this can be a really helpful tool, but please don't end there. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for counseling. And so if you're finding these tools helpful, then I would recommend going to get a counselor because they're going to be able to help you tenfold compared to what I can help you do in a podcast episode. The third and final tool this month to help you practice presence is utilizing a Christian meditation app like Abide. I mentioned this in episode 125 because that's the one I use and I absolutely love it. If you've never done a guided meditation before, it's a wonderful way of helping you connect to the Lord and to yourself. In such a busy world, with our busy schedules, bodies, and minds, having someone to guide you through a mind-body-spirit meditation can be so life-giving and doesn't take much time at all. And yet, the benefits of mindfulness or meditation are tremendous and have been widely researched. According to Mayo Clinic, those with regular meditation practices benefit from improved mood, resilience, creativity, imagination, increased focus, patience, awareness, and tolerance. And while I'm no expert in meditation practices, what I have found through doing them myself is that it creates space in my heart and mind to slow down, to reflect, to be in the moment, and honestly, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me in ways that I might not otherwise be attuned to. I especially love the guided meditations that call upon my imagination as I listen to the stories of Scripture. And by using the Abide app, they have 2-minute, 5-minute, 10-minute, or 20-minute session options. So you can choose the one that works best for your attention span. Now, if you'll allow me to demonstrate briefly kind of a guided meditation, what I'd like you to do, if you can, if you're not driving, is close your eyes and imagine that you're with Jesus and his disciples as you listen to Mark's words from chapter 4, 35 through 40. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Okay, I want you to listen one more time positioning yourself somewhere in the story and paying attention now to a word or phrase or image that stands out to you. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he... Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Now, with your eyes still closed, what word or phrase or image stood out to you. 
What was your experience of being there in this story? How did you perceive Jesus? How did you feel when he spoke to the wind? What about when he spoke to his disciples? And I want you to close this time by saying a quick prayer. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So that's the benefit of slowing down and engaging in a guided scripture meditation. If you've found this helpful and you think it would be a meaningful addition to your personal relationship with Jesus and of your practice of being with him, then I'd encourage you to download the app Abide. I'm not an affiliate or anything, just a fan of the app. And as you've come to expect over the past couple of years, I'll be taking the next two weeks off of the podcast, giving me time to rest, reflect on the year, and celebrate the gift of eternal life made possible through Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. Merry Christmas, friends. I hope you have the most wonderful start to 2021, and I'll look forward to talking to you again in the new year. Take care. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is